Welcome to the Jammiest Bits of Jam storytelling podcast, where we share short stories, rough drafts really, based on a theme and given on a dare. Where are your hosts? Christina Kishbot and Cassie Soliday. Welcome to the show, Jess. Thank Yay, you. So welcome. excited for everyone to meet you. Your name is what? My name is Jessica Hurd, and I met Christina through Cassie. Cassie, who I met through Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Who she met through Matt. <laughs> yep. This is quite a web. <laughs> yeah. I see, I see. Yeah. I can about track it. it all. Yeah. And I was in your Fringe show this yeah. last summer. Mm-hmm. We did a so fun. show for the Hollywood Fringe Festival. And Jess did a great job. Oh, Thank you. You yeah. guys both did great. It was fun. Thank you. Thank you. It was really fun. That's why we've asked you here for compliments. <laughs> <laughs> but so you're an actor, uh, and yeah. and tell us about your experience and just what you enjoy doing. I do enjoy funny stuff, uh, and um, I enjoy watching TV these days, which is uh, where you'll get a lot of this from. And my, I'm, I'm indicating cool. the paper in front of me. <laughs> um, I've done a lot of theater. Uh, I did one film. It was a funny film. And what was it called? It's called Haiku Tunnel. Anybody who works in an office should watch it. It's very office funny. It's <laughs> cool. Particularly if you work in a law office. <laughs> um, and I played a lawyer. It was a million years ago. But it went to the Sundance oh, um, wow. Film Festival. And that was a really fun experience. Uh, I was picked up by Sony Pictures. Yeah, I love doing theater, though, and so I work in a theater right now in the development department, and that's really fun because I get to be very close to a stage and people making all kinds of singing, dancing, building sets, racket, and it's it's really, feels good. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. It's an awesome world to be in, especially in L.A. Yes, it's, it's just, very weird to be yeah. working in the theater in a right. LA. You're like, this is where I want to be, but it's not where it usually is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, not to say that I don't enjoy film or TV. I totally. would love to work there if I knew somebody. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, I know you folks. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's it's a fun time right now. Awesome. Cool. And today you're joining us as a writer. Uh, you've written a story for us, and we didn't dare you to do anything because we want guests to just write whatever the hell they want. But we're excited Thanks. to hear it. <laughs> should, I, should I preamble it at all? Um, or will, what kind of be preamble surprised? would you give us? Like, top of the ice tip glacier. Tip of the iceberg. <laughs> um, so this is the origin story of the, a podcast that you've heard and a pilot that I started writing with my husband. Oh, okay. Awesome. Cool. That's I cool. think that's a great preamble. Yeah, we will keep it in the episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's approved. <laughs> All right. So awesome. Uh, and without further ado. Can I use bad language? Yes. I that in advance. Please. Please okay. do. <laughs> we like to earn our explicit rating. Yeah. <laughs> as long as it's not gratuitous, it's fine. It is not. It is not. Okay. It's just in the title. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Great. Right up the top. Okay. Cool. This fucking stucco house. 
I have been dreading this day, the premiere of my Home Finders episode on the Home Channel. It was supposed to be the screen test for my fiancé, Darren, and me to be the next new decorator co-host couple of a design show on the Home Channel. Marriage, home buying, TV host, all my dreams were coming true at once. My parents are in town to watch the episode with me. We are sitting in my living room on plastic outdoor patio chairs. Pizza slices are draped on paper plates on our laps because there's no table. In fact, there's no furniture in the house and nothing is on the walls. They glance at me and exchange worried looks. On the floor in front of us and leaning against the wall is a 75-inch television tuned to the home channel. The first notes of the Home Finders theme song, played by a doorbell, what I now call the Doorbell of Doom, tolls the start of my episode. The voiceover starts. Janie and Darren are two big city professionals who just got engaged and want to buy a home together. Wide shot of us both sitting next to each other. Darren and I both looking at the camera as I say, while we were planning the wedding, he says, we want a home to start us off. Followed by a close-up of me saying, I can't wait to put my personal touch on a home. I wince. I forgot that I'd said that. There are three things you should know about being on a home finder show. The first is that even though you desperately want to be likable and normal, normal is boring. So the producers invent an innocuous conflict for you and make it a bigger deal than mistaking, mistakenly serving a cow milkshake to a vegan. In the past episode, a spouse with a distaste for taking baths resulted in 30 minutes of heebie-jeebie-inducing screen time of bathtubs in different homes since the realtor couldn't come up with a house that was strictly populated by standing showers. I'm still traumatized. Anyway, our producer told us our conflict would be our different wants. As Darren and I walked up to the realtor's office, the voiceover announces, The couple's friend Elena, a realtor, will be their guide in this endeavor. Elena, dressed in a salmon-colored two-piece skirt suit, shakes our hands and indicates for us to sit. For the confessional camera, I say, I'm a design professional, and I've been collecting some wonderful pieces. I know the perfect place will fit everything. In the confessional camera, Darren says, it is important to me to have at least a two-car garage. We're also interested in having a home with an outdoor space to entertain. We have lots of friends and family that we'd like to invite over when the weather is nice. I add, I also need a room near the front door when I can, where I can receive clients. I don't want my clients to walk past our private rooms for a design meeting. Darren teases, oh no, you wouldn't want them to see your unmade bed. Wouldn't you lose your license? And I giggle. Last is Elena's expert confessional. They want different things. She enunciates each syllable of different. She continues, so it is my job to help them each find a place they can enjoy and love. She smiles. Notably, she emphasized each. The voiceover and screen graphics list our wish list, checklist, and our budget. The voiceover ends on, they'll be home finding today. As we drive up to the first house, the camera captures a small frame house with dirty white siding, a crumbling carport, and a single severely trimmed tree in the middle of a lumpy lawn. I say, ugh, yuck. And the screen graphics label it, house one, the ugly entertainer. Elena ushers me and Darren into the living room. Darren comments, does this home come with a garage? 
Elena smiles. There's only a carport currently, but the house is under budget, so you could build one to fit your two classic cars. I counter, I don't see an office space. The house is a lot bigger than it appears, and it has an even bigger backyard, Elena announces. It also has an addition in the back, which includes a gigantic master bedroom, the camera pans a pretty big room, and surprise, a huge bathtub with jets. The camera pans around a large marble tub. We three stand in the bathroom and Elena gets in the tub to demonstrate how big it is. The wide shot shows that Darren laughs, but I'm super uncomfortable. I remember thinking, what the hell? This is my screen test, not hers. In the second, the wide shot shows me climbing in opposite her. With a semi-sultry smirk, I say, suddenly the house has a new two-girl feature. There's a quick shot of Darren chuckling and shaking his head. The screen graphics summarize the wish list from this house. There's an X next to two-car garage, an X next to public office space, and a check mark next to spacious entertainment area. Then it cuts to commercial. My parents glance at me for a reaction. My mom says, who needs a big tub like that? Such a waste of water. Does Darren like um, big tubs? She's fishing for information. I shrug and take a bite of pizza. She sighs in frustration. Another thing about being on Home Finders is that you have to sign a non-disclosure agreement. You promise you won't tell anyone what happened in the episode until it airs. Unfortunately, in the past four months, this has restricted me from talking about my wedding, my career, my friends, where I live, or anything about what happened on the show. So basically my entire life. That said, I don't really want to talk to anyone about this show or anything to do with it. I wish I could forget this had ever happened. My dad says, I've always wanted to get a hot tub when I was single. My mom shoots him a dirty look, and so he trails off. They both look down at their pizza slices. Dad says, this is good pizza, and looks at your mom. Hmm, she tuts. After the commercial, the screen graphics announce House 2. It is a sprawling, mid-modern home on a meadow in the middle of three acres of grass and woods. Wings extend north and south from the entry hall of the home. I'm standing in the entry hall looking flummoxed. This can't possibly be in our budget, I say. Elena replies, oh, but it is. You get a lot of square footage when you're 50 minutes out of town. Her eyes flick over to Darren, who says, let's check out the bedrooms. And they take off up to the north wing. There are four bedrooms. The wallpaper in here is really old, I say. Elena answers, it is dated, but there are so many classic touches. And she indicates an intercom next to the fireplace. She and Darren take turns pressing the intercom, pretending to page each other in silly voices. I interrupt, but does it have a garage? Yes, Elena nods and takes us directly to the four-car barn in the northwest corner of the property. Darren can drive himself over the moon. He's so in love. Next, we are in the kitchen, and Elena is fondling each of the appliances and announcing each one like it's a Price is Right prize. Darren snickers and laughs for each one. Then we're all standing in a huge sunken living room with a fire pit between floor-to-ceiling windows and looking out on a kidney-shaped pool in the backyard. Wow, says Darren, this feels really groovy and very spacious, perfect for entertaining. Elena agrees, yes, it is a picture of 60 success. The camera cuts back to me and Darren. Darren is nodding at Elena with a gigantic, loopy smile, and I'm grimacing. The announcer and the graphics summarize the wishlist checklist of what we're now calling the 60s success house. There's a check mark by two-car garage, an outdoor entertainment, and an X near office space. 
In the next shot, the voiceover announces, Elena has given them choices that appeal to their different wants. Will Elena be able to find something that is right for both of them at the third and final house? The screen graphics call house three, the stucco house. I walk up the sidewalk to join Darren and Elena standing in front of the very same house I'm sitting in right now with my parents watching this episode. The camera pans the rooms on the inside. The kitchen, minus the two pizza boxes. The living room, minus the TV on the floor and the plastic chairs. It's the same exact house. There's a nice sized master bedroom, a large master bathroom, an office space up front near the front door. There is a very little yard for entertaining. Elena doesn't fondle any appliances in this house or jump in the tub. She simply mentions the features. Darren answers, yep, and yeah. I point out the beautiful gourmet appliances in the kitchen and the high ceilings. There's a large two-car garage, I say. Darren sighs. Mm -hmm, mm. Notably, there is no camera shot inside the garage. The garage is, in fact, stuffed floor to ceiling, exactly as it is now, with thousands of dollars of furniture, carpets, wall coverings, lamps, pillows, and other home decor that I was about to use to decorate the house, because, in fact, we had already purchased it. That's the third thing they don't tell you about this show. The couple have already picked a house. To keep the audience guessing as the couple tour the home or discuss their final decision, the couple is supposed to make up flaws about the house that they just purchased. In reality, the house is already bought and paid for. The production crew can turn around the final move-in scene within the same week rather than flying back into town months later. The voiceover and wishlist checklist for the stucco house puts a check mark by the large two-car garage and the voiceover says, which one will they pick? Will it be the ugly entertainer, entertainer house, the 60s success house, or the stucco house? This is usually the moment when the audience at home makes bets and calls out their guesses. My dad says, I call the stucco house. I give him a wry look and peel off a piece of pepperoni and nibble on it. My mom is exasperated. In the next shot, Darren and I are sitting at a local bar and grill to discuss our home choice over beers. I don't see her, but I remember that Elena was just off camera. As soon as we made our decision, she was supposed to come into the shot and take our bid for our favorite home. Darren and I start to list off the pros and cons of each home. We both eliminate house number one. I start to say, it will be hard to choose between house two and three because when he cuts me off. I think I have made a decision. The camera moves in for a close-up on him, and he says, and it is Elena. I mean, um, I choose Elena, and she and I choose the 60s house. And the camera swings back at me. My smile is frozen. I glance off camera to the producer and director. Wait, what? What? I look back at Darren. Elena is now standing next to him. She says, you can have the stucco house, Janie. It has your office space. It's close to the city. It's perfect for you. Lots of walls and rooms to decorate with everything you've been squirreling away. What Darren means is that he and I are in love. The camera backs pans back to me. I am shocked. The camera cuts back to Elena and Darren. He squeezes her around the waist and she leans down to give him a kiss, or she would have, except that the connection with his lips is interrupted by my handbag, which connects with their cheeks. The wide shot from camera two reveals me clobbering him a couple more times with the vigor of a grandma beating a mugger, and Elena and Darren are trying to block my, gro my blows and grab my arms, but I'm too quick. I reach under the table and I push it over on them. The, the beer glasses splashed all over them and they crash to the floor. Camera one whips around to catch me storming out of the bar and grill. Camera two is still on Darren and Alina. He has a welt on his nose from the buckle on the front of my purse. 
Elena takes him by the shoulder and whispers she needed to know it was time. She was never going to take it well. It's good TV. It's for the best. Oh my God, what? What the? My mom is standing. She has one hand on her cheek and the other is gripping her pizza plate. My dad looks at me. Is this a joke? Did you know this was going to happen? Darren would never do this. Where is he, Janie? What is going on? What about your show? My mom shrieks. I'm pretty hot and I'm feeling sick to my stomach. I shrug. I don't, I don't know. I, I left the set and I, I didn't want to talk to anyone after that, so I, I haven't answered anyone's phone calls since then. The camera ends with the doorbell of doom, or maybe now I call it the cheating chimes. It's the move-in scene, and Elena and Darren are in the 60s success house. There they are with their families and a couple of our mutual friends who, to their credit, look very uncomfortable. Elena shows off the kitchen appliances in the gigantic master bedroom. Darren says, we each wanted something different and got the perfect things for each of us. I run to the garage door and yank it open. Inside the garage sits a beautiful dining room table for eight. A dozen rugs and plump chairs and fun fabrics are piled on top of each other. A woodsy wreath hangs beside the door. I wish I knew where the matches were. I'd set this place on fire, watch all the furniture and shiny knickknacks break into cinders. Instead, the next best thing, I projectile vomit into the room. It hits the dining room table a few feet away from the door, as well as a box of lamps and shiny knickknacks. I slam the garage door and sink to the floor. I am so fucking upset right now. <laughs> <laughs> so mad. Yeah, that I didn't was see wild. that coming at all. That was wild. What an crazy person. <laughs> They're all insane. That like was insane. Elena and Darren. Is that a name? Yeah. They're insane. Wait. <laughs> so this is based on a pilot you're writing? Yes. Okay. So this is the this is the start. This is the first scene. And actually there's a another woman and her kid who are over, but they're neighbors and they don't know what's going on at all. Oh, that's so funny. And so what happens in the pilot is that the the neighbor when she sees this happen to this person, she she actually opens the garage door and is like, "What the what?" and sees all this beautiful stuff. Mm-hmm. And then convinces her to do, like, a YouTube show of decorating or, like, trying to get over people (laughs) by decorating or whatever. (laughs) If that episode actually really existed, though, that would be, like, the best episode of reality TV in history. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, and, and like, the whole point, like, you guys had already bought the houses, and so you knew what was going to happen. That's so shitty. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's so crazy. Well, we were on the edge of our seats. Yeah. We both looked at each other and we were like, so mad. oh my god. <laughs> so where did you get this like idea? We were trying to come up with the craziest, I think we were throwing around like the craziest idea ever and we were really into house hunters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and yeah, we were like, what's the craziest thing that could ever happen on that show? And we were like, what if... 
you got dumped on national TV on a show that's not supposed to be about dumping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A show that's supposed to be, like, solidifying your, like, domestic bliss. bliss. Yeah. <laughs> also, um, it's so funny because I knew a guy who, him and his, like, they weren't married yet, but they they lived in Germany for a while, and they were on a House Hunters International episode. Oh, my gosh. And... Like, I watched it, and everyone hated him so much. Like, in the comments, it's, like, up on YouTube. <laughs> and there, because he's, like, an actor and, like, wanted all these things, but, like, all the money was her money. And, like, oh, no. everyone was like, get rid of this guy. He's And he turned out to not be a great guy. But oh, it was really funny. Like, I was thinking about them the whole time that you were reading. <laughs> Yeah, I watched a couple of people doing commentary on House Hunters, mm-hmm. uh, and some, some yeah, some of the worst episodes like that. And they didn't have that one come up, but they had some other ones where, like, this one in Australia where this woman had moved from Luxembourg to Australia because she was she had researched all the places that she wanted to move in the world, and she just like Sydney is perfect, and I want to be by the water, and I, I just want to enjoy the water. That's why I'm here. And she met this guy in a bar just randomly and he like fell head over heels for her and so she for whatever reason invites him to be her like second on the show and then the whole time and she doesn't like him like that like at all and he keeps kind of like saying well I think you know it's I mean it's far away from me but I can drive and she doesn't give a crap about (laughs) the distance from his home (laughs) so Oh my god! You can just tell the house hunters people so are like. That's so funny. Yeah, that is that's hilarious. But I thought it was great. Your story oh, was hilarious. Thanks. Yeah, thank written you. very well. Thanks for bringing. I can't wait till it exists in thank real you. life. I know. I know. Any producers out there, please hit Jessica up. <laughs> you also read it very well. We're oh, yeah, like, we you. stumble so much. I was stumbling so much. <laughs> no, yeah, right. and I felt like you're. And I don't know if I'm projecting, projecting, but I feel like your read of it as well got so anxious near the end. That's why I was picturing you as Janie. <laughs> oh, honestly. <laughs> I could see that. I think I was nervous because it was getting longer. Oh, <laughs> like, still so much to go. I'm sorry. No, like I was telling you before we started recording, like ours are really usually like so one to three pages. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, I tried to cut amazing. it to three pages, and and then I was like, I can't. And then I was like, I need, like, I need a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No worries. Yeah. Like, you had you good. had a cohesive idea already, and so like you had somewhere to go. Usually we have nothing, and then we're like theme. so you already had like all these well thought out and it's draft six yeah so i had the draft with the uh, the friend and her dog the neighbor yeah and her and then then it was going to be like 14 pages and i was like okay you cut 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 cut." hopefully you have that saved somewhere though because like yeah for our purposes right but like for your purposes it can be as long as you want totally But it was great. It was a good, it was, thank you. I appreciate the exercise and the the comment because uh, there were also little things that we were stuck on when we were doing the pilot. Like, how does that happen? Or why is that even, it's funny how when you get into the little details that you're like, I don't know, how does that, Oh yeah, what motivates that? That's true. And like, this is something that you would have to do research on to like 
be the like be as you know as real as possible to how the process actually goes and yeah. stuff like that mm-hmm. which I think I mean it seems like all that's right yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I watched a lot of home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like there's, like, some details, like, if you don't know, you could just make your best guess for for your world, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think you could still get away with a lot of things. Totally, but yeah. yeah. For sure. All of it is believable, as we heard it tonight, you know? Mm-hmm. Cool. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. I'm so, still so pissed about every <laughs> Yeah, that was, that was crazy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I would... I would die if I was watching TV and that happened. Yeah. I'd be like, can I unsign my paperwork? <laughs> I do not want this to air. I'm so, so humiliated. Crazy. Anyway, but it was awesome. Thanks. Yeah, thank Wonderful you. Thank you very much. Thanks for sharing. Thanks. So now you get to uh, dare Christina to write a story yes. for our next episode next <laughs> week. Hmm. Yes, I'm going to dare Christina to write on Disneyland. What? Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, okay. I mean, you don't have to like force me into that one. <laughs> I guess I can write about Disneyland. Did you work there too? No. When you're, no. 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 But I mean, I love it. Yeah. 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 She did work at Universal though. Oh, I did work at right. Universal. That's right. Cool. Well, thanks again for coming, Jessica. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Can't wait to hear so much. Yay. Remember to check out Haiku Tunnel and uh, keep this fucking stucco house on your radar for the future bam, when it bam, is a bam. <laughs>